0: Hey y'all, it's V. And
1: AD. And we got a little secret. So, if you've happened to scroll through our Instagram and check out our social media graphics, or head over to our YouTube and check our thumbnail graphics, then you know we've leveled up our life 100%.
0: Hell yeah. We partnered with our friends over at Design Pickle, and they gave us a little code to give to you guys. 50% off of your first month of graphic design essentials and custom illustration. All you have to do is plug in that code APAN50, and that'll get you 50% off your first month. That's A-P-A-N-50. And get like us. Get like me. Welcome to a podcast about uh... <laughs>
2: God damn it! <laughs> we're already, we're already, Alrighty. Alrighty. We're already, already, started,
3: already! Already, already, starting Wait, y'all both y'all got y'all both have cocktail
1: Yeah, of course. Hers is water
0: based. <laughs> no, no, it's just a splash of soda water.
3: <laughs> this is oh, the okay, um... well, hold up. Hold let me run and grab. Let me run and grab one real quick. I don't want to. Oh, be yeah. oh, oh. do yes. Yeah, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. Pull up to the party. <laughs>
0: it's a party. It's a party. It's a party.
1: See, that has to be the dream job. Working with alcohol and it's always an excuse. Let me just make it beverage. You know what? Let me, promote. <laughs> <laughs> let me promote real quick. Ooh. Dang, who works at the bank? I'm trying to promote some money <laughs> <laughs> by
3: having
0: it. All
1: right, somebody should just let me walk around. You know what? Money. Let me just hold that.
3: And all right, you ready? Let's get in here and see. Yeah, yeah, and then we, you know, you guys are gonna get a. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's how we're gonna roll today, and we'll get it. We'll we'll we'll, we'll touch on this while we go through the thing. I like that. Uh, yeah, our kettle botanical uh, spritz. Ready to drink cans.
0: Ready to drink uh, cans. Summertime
3: ready. Mm. <laughs> summertime ready. Uh, they should be uh, hitting ATL in Georgia really, really soon. Uh, they'll be... Hopefully, it will be out here real soon, too. So, we got some sneak peeks for those who uh, haven't seen it yet, but it's coming. That's exciting. We
1: got exclusives. We got
0: exclusives. <laughs> All right, we're going to try this whole thing again. Okay. <clears throat> One, two, three. Welcome to a podcast about nothing with V. And a D. Uh, We have a very special cousin guest. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. John Peterson, uh, marketing and branding expert at his finest. He encompasses the
1: lifestyle of just, that he is. is the lifestyle. That's what I'm telling you. She's been giving you your flowers while you here. Yeah, I was she, talking I, about. I
2: appreciate
0: I
3: appreciate I it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
0: But it, it, tell, tell, tell the, the people, people who you are and a little bit about yourself.
3: Sure, no problem. Well, uh, my name is Jonathan Peterson and my current role is district manager for Kettle One Vodka. Uh, I handle DC and Maryland markets. And my focus is to help drive our business on premise being restaurants, bars, et cetera, as well as off premise being liquor stores. And uh, I have been in the spirits slash food beverage industry for, wow, a long time now, <laughs> well well over a decade. Uh, and and have had the the privilege to work with several major brands, um, including Kettle, and Kettle is partially owned by Diageo. So uh, this is uh, sort of my uh, second stint with Diageo. Uh, I've worked with them prior. I used to work on Ciroc and De Leon. Um, I've also worked for Pernod Ricard on Martel Cognac.
2: Um,
3: I've worked for Brown Foreman on their single malt as a single malt scotch consultant um and i work for some cool independent brands um everyone who knows me knows i love love rum and uh sort of my my career on the supplier side started with atlantico rum so um been just an amazing journey to get to this point and obviously met some amazing people like you all and (laughs) continue to grow these friendships and sort of uh you know collaborate and partner on several different projects and things over the years so uh super thankful for that and and happy to be here hey that's that's an
1: extensive background you don't even think like just thinking going to the store and picking up a bottle of alcohol you don't think there's that much that goes into it Right, it's so weird. I guess like really yeah. so interesting.
0: I never thought that until <laughs> I met you, and that was back in the Atlanta Rum days. And he yeah, would come yeah. by the studio and drop off. But anytime we were doing anything, it was just literally just a phone call away. Um, and he would come and not just come and drop off bottles. Like he would come and participate. You know, if we had something going on and we had artists that we wanted to, you know, you had to judge them so they could win something. Like, it was just, we really built, like, the relationship and the family, which is, I think is so important with yeah. brands and, you know, it has to be, has to go together. It's not so just, asking, go ahead.
3: Reciprocal and and, and, and mutually beneficial. Uh, but I think the most important part about those interactions is the consumer slash brand and engagement yeah. on both sides. Uh, mm. I think it's important for uh, consumers to learn about the brands that they are consuming and purchasing, um, as well as it's very important for brands to be able to connect with the consumer uh, and sort of you know get an idea of how well they're doing in the market, but also it gives you a sense of where the trends are going uh, and that's how brands decide which direction they're going to pivot in and sort of you know what products they are going to release to the market and uh, over the next, you know, upcoming years. So it's it's a very important interaction. And, you know, more importantly, though, because people, you never know where they're going to be at various stages and points in their life. Again, fundamentally building that relationship uh, so that you can be on a podcast yeah. several years later, <laughs> chopping <laughs> it up. Right, hats <laughs> and
1: props. Right, <laughs> right. right.
0: Um so what what made you go down this like road, like branding, marketing? how did this how did you get started?
3: Um, well, you know for me, this these types of roles, um, with the level of autonomy that they give you to work in the various markets uh, that we cover that I cover, um, is you know to me is it's it's as close to being an entrepreneur mm. uh, and still having the security uh, you know a major company behind you because you know bills have to get paid and uh, especially when we're in a time like a pandemic having health insurance is uh, paramount. <laughs> so, yes, um, you know it's it's sort of you know that in between it sort of best of both worlds so to speak as it relates to that. Uh, but in terms of just, just my journey, I mean, from early on as as a kid, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and sort of go in an entrepreneurial direction. And like I said, this was sort of the next sort of step uh, for me. Uh, prior to being in the food and beverage industry, I was doing project management for uh, a company called Metronic. It's a medical company they specialize in. Uh, defibrillators and various other medical devices. Um, but my focus was working on projects that dealt with their defibrillators. And so uh, we had huge projects and rollouts to make sure there were defibrillators. You've probably seen them in airports uh, so that people, you know, somebody all of a sudden has a heart attack, somebody's got to run and mm. get that defibrillator and, and you know, revive them and, until uh, the paramedics can arrive. Uh, and so I was, I was doing that uh, in Washington, D.C., before they moved everyone back out to their headquarters on the west coast Um, and i was living uh in the northwest area of dc uh 14th street a couple of blocks up from u street and um on my way to work and back from work i used to pass this lounge uh, on 14th street um, called gin and uh, I, would, I would go by there during the day. And it's, it's, it's so crazy when you, when I, as I look at it in hindsight uh, and just being, being younger and whatnot and not really, you know, not really thinking about it because I was obviously focused on going to work. But um, I would see uh, a gentleman by the name of Chris, really good friend of mine uh, now, and we've been friends ever since then. But uh, I would go by there and he would be in there sort of renovating this space. Uh, and again, like I said, I'd be going to work early, so I wasn't even really thinking about it. I would just see this guy in there. I'm like, man, this guy is, is really working um, and putting this place together. Like, where, where are the contractors? Where where are the where are the rest of the people? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't even thinking that, you know, maybe they showed up later or maybe they showed up earlier or whatever. I just uh, assumed he was, I was like, man, this guy's building this all by himself. So one day um, I stopped by there uh, on my way from work and just, was just like, cause I was always curious about running a, a restaurant or a bar or a lounge. So I, I stopped in and I introduced myself to him and I was pretty much like, you know, I don't know what I can help you with, but you know, I, I'll come here and help you with whatever you need Just mm-hmm. you know, let me know, give me a shout. Uh, and he kind of looked at me and it was just like, you know, blew me off in a way, like, uh yeah, okay, strange. You're crazy. Young yeah. kid, like whatever. Uh and so I didn't hear anything from him for uh uh like two, maybe three weeks and, and Chris will tell you I'm always adding on like a week every time I tell the story. So, you know, in a few months I my my mommy said I didn't hear from him in two for two months. But anyway when he when he finally called me, um, I went down there and, and uh like they were swamped and so you know, I was just helping with just basic stuff. You know, helping bust tables. I think he was sh- short staffed, which is why he called me, and the the relationship grew from there. Uh, and I got to learn a lot about, you know, running a bar, running a lounge, and it just so happened that a few months later, uh, Metronic uh, wanted to move everyone from the East Coast back to their to their West Coast headquarters, and uh, at the time for me. Uh, that wasn't really uh, a move I was trying to make. So mm-hmm. I accepted the, the severance package that they, they gave everyone who didn't want to make the move. And so, of course, at a crossroads, it was like, okay, well, what do I? What am I gonna do now? What's yeah. next? Um, yeah. yeah, what's next? And so right about that same time, uh, Chris's general manager had decided to go back to school. Uh, and up until that point, like I said, I've been helping him with various things, doing events, et cetera. Um, primarily focused on helping him with events. And so when she left, he offered me the role as general manager, which, you know, increased my yeah. responsibility, but also threw me in sort of that, that fire of hands-on, mm-hmm. on-the-spot learning experience. And so uh, I was able to build a relationship with our, with our sales reps, the various suppliers mm. when it came to the brands. And, and at that time, a lot of the, quotes. Bar slash lounge marketing, and, and even to a certain extent, obviously pre COVID, uh, now which still sort of goes on. It was you know you have a lot of promo models come in, um, and every and everybody's at different levels, you know. But sometimes uh, at that time, I felt that a lot of the the promo models that they sent all great people, but also weren't necessarily you know some of them weren't the most knowledgeable, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then more importantly, some of them didn't even consume the you know the brand that they were pushing
2: mm-hmm. and
3: so you know if you're if in my opinion if, if you are not a consumer of certain products it becomes very hard to push them mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. you know
3: so uh, i wanted to change that dynamic and so uh, the you started up, drinking all the me. liquor Sorry, just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit <laughs> 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 Quality control. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, And, uh, you know, through the sales reps, making those relationships with the suppliers and sort of giving them the vision I had for our space. Because every space, every bar, restaurant is different depending on their theme and what their focus is. And that particular way of introducing people to products that had gin at the time wasn't working for us. You know, there wasn't a lot of you know they would come in try and push a lot of product on us, and then the product would sit. And if product sits, guess what? Don't make any money.
2: Mm,
3: don't make right. any money. Nobody gets paid. Bills don't get paid. It's a whole triple set. <laughs> so I like to keep the lights on. So I had to, you know, like, yeah, oh, definitely. Here's what I here's what I want to do uh, in this space uh, with some of these brands that you all are bringing our way. Uh, and you know, the more I did that, and the more those things were successful. Um, it sort of opened that door to the other side of suppliers and people like, oh, you know, what's going on with this guy? And, mm. oh, you know, brands would talked to the local distribution team. We're looking for somebody. And, and then, you know, I got referred to Atlantico and it just sort of grew from there.
1: Dang. That's, all right. That's dope. I know. But It's like you were, it was made for you, and you didn't even know it. I was about to say, you didn't know what the direction was, but you knew what you were doing when you walked in there that day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It
0: just kind of fell in your lap, and you were great at it.
3: Yeah, well, I wanted to do events. That's what I was really there for. I wanted to be able to do events and provide experiences for people and and sort of the rest, you know, just out of the the nature of the circumstances with his general manager leaving. There was Mm -hmm. a whole lot of other things that I ended up, learning in that process and and being involved more in the, in the day to day. So, um, yeah, it just, you know, it took me in an entirely different direction. Uh, but also at the same time, I was like, wow, this is a entire career or opportunity for a career that, you know, nobody talks to you about. And there's so many careers out there like that, um, that are, are really unique and exciting and have a lot of, growth potential uh but then just beyond the growth potential a lot of opportunity to to see more of the world in general i mean i said i worked with several brands and and through working with those brands i've had opportunities to to travel to various places in the mm. world um, Any of the places, and learn other things. did you take yeah. those
1: pictures on your background
3: yeah, so uh, that's <laughs> a lot of places. That's a lot of places. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they all couldn't fit. They all couldn't fit. It's, it's so crazy. So yeah, the um, the pictures in the background those are, those are all pictures that I took, and I was able to find uh, a framing company that they do these metal frame or metal like thin metal pictures that they can print your picture on this metal thin piece of metal, and then. Uh, they also do sort of like canvas artwork. They take your picture, put it on canvas, mm. and turn it into that. So half of them are, are are metal, half of them are canvas art style, and then of course I had the letters printed and, and put put them on the wall. And like Dang, I said, that, that's, that's a few of the places. Um, but right. this wall, uh, when I when I moved here. Um, the wall, which I should have checked before. I, got, I had this whole vision. I walked in and I started, you, know, you you lay out your place when you, yep, when you get to the yeah. place. I'm, oh, I'm going to put this here, this here. And, uh, yeah, the wall, because there's another, you know, building on the other side, uh, it's a concrete wall. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you need, you need, all, you need a, a different kind of drill bit than yeah, you, you need
1: a would type use of tools. On,
3: on drywall. <laughs> so uh, it was a challenging task. To get them up there, and so once I got to the number that are there now, I was like, I feel like I have succeeded. <laughs> so I'm just gonna stop because this is keep, keep my pictures time. on the phone. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know what? I've done great. Like, this is as far as we're gonna yeah. go. But yeah, it was just on, uh, uh, Adrian. Like, like you said, you wanted to do events and all that other stuff. Um, going back a little bit to when you think about branding and marketing when I think of John P I don't think of just you know hey I'm trying to sell you like I work at this place yeah I'm not I'm trying to sell you a product or hey let's just do some cool like you really encompass the whole lifestyle to where you you make it a full experience and you've always done that you know for us like anything you have going on or any type of you know, liquor brand or food or a restaurant that you put out there. Oh, we're going to try it because that is definitely good. You know, you, you want to be a part of the John P lifestyle regardless of what the brand is. And you do that really, really, really well.
3: Oh, thank you. Really well. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like I said, to my earlier point, I think it's about being able to connect with people. Um, and I started to think about that more when I became general manager at Jen mm-hmm. said, you have, you have a lot of people They come and they present a lot of different products to you, which is cool because that that's their job. Um, uh, but sometimes people will come in and, and they, you know, they're pushing something on you that doesn't fit your space, yep. yeah. which means that you guys don't, don't have a relationship. You don't have a rapport. Right. And what's comfortable and what works for me is getting to know people. You know, I I need to, and and having them get to know me, you know, um, we may not be a good fit in whatever the situation is or what I'm presenting to you may not be good for what you need at the moment or what you're looking for. And the only way to, to learn that is to, to have conversations, to interact with one another, uh, and to even decide, uh, if we want to do some type of business or anything together. And once, and once we have that kind of rapport, in my opinion, makes it a lot easier to yeah. conduct business at that point relationships you know, I, I'm are EMC everything relationships right. I'm no are longer everything. the sales guy or the marketing guy yep. coming here trying to shove something down my throat you know what i'm saying like i'm yeah, that's john oh, yeah. he, oh that's cool
0: that's i know about
3: that thanks for sharing that you yeah becomes natural versus yo know, i gotta make these numbers i need you to get x number of cases i need you guys to do this is that like all those things will come you know um and if if you treat people a certain way, you know, those things will happen for you.
0: And that's it. In my opinion. And that's it. That's it. We we saw a change um with, you know, the whole like inclusion movement, you know, mm-hmm. with the whole George Floyd thing Um, and we know that there is power in the black dollar and people have been you know saying that for a long time but not really living it you know we're all Mm -hmm. guilty of it Um, we are known for you know, a few things. We make liquor, very cool. <laughs> we yeah. make sneakers cool. Uh, and we make cars cool. It's par- it's a part of our culture. And music, dances, all those things. Um, and how important is it to you that we have representation, you know, uh, amongst these brands across the board?
1: I like that question.
3: Uh extremely important extremely important and I think at the very core of that is you know being able to see someone that looks like you that has a similar background that has similar experiences to know that that's possible to know that this is you know like I said before like I didn't even know that something like this was even a career path right mm-hmm. so I was yep. ignorant to that yeah Um, and, you know, and I think it's, you know, one of my, one of the experiences I had, uh, when I first started working for Atlantico was I had gone to a a liquor store and the, the buyer refused to speak to me. They wouldn't interact with me. They wouldn't talk to me, um, because they didn't believe that I actually represented the brand. Mm. Right. And a part of that was because they had never seen, you know, an African American in that role, mm-hmm. you know. So it was that was foreign concept to them, and so it wasn't normal, right? And people react tend to react adversely to things that aren't comfortable for them, right? Yeah. That aren't normal for them, and so, you know, including more people, one, in one way, it inspires hope, right. Mm-hmm. It lets you know that you can achieve certain things, that things aren't out of your reach. But also, uh, it brings more people to the table that can have, you know, a conversation that isn't lopsided or from one perspective. Yeah. Right? And you need that, right? Because there's, there's different ways to reach various audiences. That's true. Um, and the only way to know that is to have people of, different audiences, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, participate in the process of building something. Um, So it's super important. And, you know, again, like I said, like for me, I think about that with every job that I've had Um, and, you know, we're few and far in between. Um, And so there's a lot of, it it can have a lot of pressure, you know, or one can create a lot of pressure for themselves, you know, because you, you feel like not only do you represent yourself, but you you're representing anyone mm-hmm. that may come behind you and whether or not they're going to get an opportunity based on your performance. Mm-hmm. Um and so it makes a huge difference cuz you know like I you know when I get ready to transition to something else, I don't want anyone or any brand to feel like oh you know we can't we can't hire another African American or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. uh, because of you know whatever happened transpired with me. So it's something that I'm super conscious of but uh, I think it's very important. And I think, you know, it's, people should want that, you know, especially if, if part of it, the majority of your base um, isn't represented in your company culture. It's something to evaluate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. May I ask you for the companies that you have worked with already, did you see that being a necessity for them or has it transitioned over the years? Like, is it something that you almost had to introduce or was it a new concept? Or, you know, with the brands that you've worked with previously or the one that you do now? I think
3: for, for the brands that I've worked with, I think it's across the board. I think some are mindful of it. And I think that others have been, I wouldn't say not mindful of it, but really more so just, you know, this was, this is this is how we've been doing business. It wasn't a focus, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it wasn't a focus. It wasn't a thing. Um, and so, you know, now because of all the, the you know, dominoes that fell in 2020, mm-hmm. right, to make equality more of a focus and, and providing opportunities for underserved communities, et cetera like it's a, it's a huge highlight and that's phenomenal mm-hmm. right but it's a lot different you know uh, a lot of times if you want to use like a sports analogy winning either solves or masks everything right mm-hmm. so when business is great there are a lot of things you're probably not focused on or not thinking about because that's it's true. like oh we're, we're doing we're doing great uh and then things when things aren't so great you know at They'll get pulled back mm-hmm. and because people are trying to figure out, you know like why aren't things you know why aren't the numbers this way? Why isn't this? Why isn't that? So more things become exposed, and as more things become exposed, uh, people who are solution oriented and and want to build a better future, they think about those things and they and they start to make decisions. Uh, you know that take them in a better direction and I think I think all the I think all the brands are at different stages of that yeah you
0: know definitely yeah definitely yeah uh, um I was talking to Adrian and you do and you know I asked the question I said is it important for us to have representation in all brands right like we what if we don't use this brand what if we don't drink that water like why do we have to have representation And you just said, well, why did you start drinking Kettle One? I said, because John Peterson (laughs) said drink Kettle One. He said, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) But I can honestly say I've changed the vodka in our household.
3: Like, I've changed
0: the vodka in our household. So we love botanicals, and we don't just get, like, one bottle we get all of them so you have Literally. you know like you have grape the grapefruit fruit. you have the cucumber and then you have the peach, peach right?
3: right yeah peach orange box yeah that means you got that means you guys are on you guys are on brand See, like if you guys were uh, a liquor store or a bar or a restaurant right now you guys be perfect for me you guys be the perfect account because you have full distribution of our kettle 1. Yes, absolutely.
1: Awesome. Yeah, and we got the regular, the 750, the leader. We have, <laughs> right, we have, <laughs> <shots>. exactly.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, my mom was drinking. I don't know what she was drinking, but the last time I took her to the liquor store, I said, "Well, why you want to try something different?" And she said, "Yeah, sure." I said, "This is smoother." And you won't have a headache. I promise you. <laughs> as she does, she has not switched back from the regular Kettle One, yet. So, and my dad That's is awesome. a, a a gray goose guy. Kettle One now. Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh. Boom, boom for the transition for the switchover.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think
3: I think part of that, as much as I am flattered by the credit, I think a lot of that though comes from, you know, again consumers. One, taking more of an interest in what they consume, but also uh, more of the education that brands put out about the products that they're producing, right? True. And, you know, this trend for people to be, you know, more health conscious, Ooh. more fit, et cetera. And, and, I mean, when I say fit, I'm not, not necessarily just referring to physically fit, but financially fit, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things.
0: Oh, the quality come- and the price, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, A1. I promise you, A1. And I'm not just saying that. Like, how smooth it is and, and the price. It doesn't break your pocket. Yeah, And the quality of the vodka is just A1.
3: Well, the Nolets family, they have over 300 years of distilling history, distilling know-how. Um, they also make Nolets gin. And ah. so... You know, see, Ooh, that's the so green they, bottle they, that had we had.
1: A, oh,
3: we had that too.
1: Yeah. We finished that in a day. Yeah.
3: So they've had lots oh. of experience working with botanicals, and so creating kettle one botanicals was uh, the evolution uh, of their distilling know-how and knowledge.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and I think that's you know that's that's also speaks volume uh, for a family and a company that's mm-hmm. been around that long and the pride they take in what they produce. So, you know, that's passed down generation after generation. Yeah. So, you know, all those things are important. And, you know, I think about that in my role. I think about that in other products outside of the spirits industry Mm. uh, that I purchased, you know, and, and the opportunity that they've had to be around for so long. And then I think about, you know, where we are now, um, just in general in our communities working to build those same sort of legacies mm-hmm. so that, you know, our great, great grandchildren can want to, you know, my, and my, my grandmother, my grandfather started this, you know, 300 years ago, 400 years ago. Yep. Um, you know, cause that builds a legacy, but that's also, it also builds wealth and it, yeah. and it changes the trajectory of families.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. I have this maybe, um, ignorant question. Is there a difference between liquor and spirits? It's not ignorant because there's no different. It just sounds better. I think. Because they have like yeah. liquor, wine and spirits. And I'm like, what's the spirit? It's, it's, it's with me. <laughs> I'm like, what, what's, what's going the on? It's spirit. Okay. Then maybe yeah. there was some, some section of the store I didn't, I didn't get to see all the time. Or they have like spirits so, what, and what, wine, what, what, right?
3: Yeah. So your, your wine and beer, they're all going to be at a lower, lower proof. So, you know, the vast majority of your spirits, are going to be you know eighty proof or 40% forty percent a b v um and then if you, you know if you if you have any wines or beers you know you're you're coming in you know it's less than fifteen percent give or take you know and then so it's 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 a lower proof and so they try and separate that sort of terminology so that people understand that uh one packs uh, a little bit more alcohol than the other
0: but I will say this. If you Okay, so we're now all trying to get used to this, like, virtual learning, you know, working from home, all that stuff. And I am not a wine drinker. Never have been. But that botanicals, I can drink botanicals and get up and teach the next day.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, the best thing about it is as a spritz, which is what I have now, our kettle, botanical spritz which is just the botanical if you don't have one of the spritz cans, but you can just take the botanical itself, add soda to it, and you're looking at 73 calories, which is yep. less calories than a glass of white wine. You have zero sugar, zero carbs. Oh, look
1: at I mean, me watching my come on. figure.
0: Look at you soccer moms out there I'm being kidding. fit and waking up <laughs> teaching your kids and still working out the next day. <laughs> I know that's right. Didn't even have to take uh, Advil the night before.
1: And you know what light, else I know light, those too? smell like heavy. It really is light, refreshing, and flavorful. Because my mom put me on what to botanicals. Oh, the yeah. She was watching commercials in Miami. It was like, oh, this feels like a a thing. <laughs> Your mom is so bougie. She would do that. Yes, She's like, seriously. I'm having a botanical spritzer. <laughs> I'm serious. That's exactly what it was. Are you yeah, serious? It was the botanicals, grapefruit, and Perrier. The grapefruit Perrier. I'm telling tell you, that's why I got the recipe from. Oh, we do. We, yes. We, we do have, we
0: went the whole, we, we, we took th- it to the office. Yeah. we took the b- botanicals and got Prairie all the, the uh, yeah, were roses <laughs> nice. and stuff just to have a meeting. <laughs>
1: So I have a question. That That sounds like a really good meeting.
0: It was. It was
1: amazing.
0: Very productive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, About branding, um, spirits and stuff like that. So when it comes to pushing new products, what are the differences that you notice? Because I'm sure we've all had to sell something in our lives. For me it's more so been retail, like clothing and stuff like that. And I can mm-hmm. see what pushes people to buy certain things in that realm. But what what is it about this industry that differs as far as branding goes from mm-hmm. selling
3: other products? Um I, I'm not gonna say that it's 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 very different. I mean, especially in this day and age, you're looking at you know most people gravitate towards a brand that has a really good story right you know you want to like how long has this brand been in existence you know or where where do they source their materials to to make their product like what is what is the company culture how does that tie into the story so you, so you have you have that piece of it you know um, and then obviously you have the quality right because you can have a great story but the quality has to be there
2: mm, so
3: yeah. People gravitate towards towards brands and products uh, that you know have great quality, have high quality. Then you also have you know the, a lot of quote influencer or celebrity endorsements, right? Mm. Trying to push people uh, based on 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 who they want to mimic themselves or mimic their lifestyle after, or you know whatever their affinity to that influencer or that celebrity, whatever draws them to them, you know, and if this is, if if this person, influencer or celebrity, you know, is endorsing a brand or product, you know, then you're going to get, you know, some consumers to jump on board because of that. So, you you know, there's a lot of different lanes and I think all products fall within, you know, one or more of those lanes. And so, you know, in terms of, one product differentiating itself from another product is, you know, really taking a look at the market data. You know, like right now tequila's through the roof. You know, so you, that see, is true. you see, like more. Azul and Don Julio were going crazy this summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, crazy. And, and now you're starting to see other celebrities attach themselves to tequilas or, or mezcal. You know, so that's that's, that's booming right now. So
2: mm-hmm.
3: you have you have that. And so each of those brands, uh, because they're new, right, unless they attach themselves to uh, a a company or a house that has, quote, years or longevity in the business, right, they have to create a story or not. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't create, but they have to tell their story Mm -hmm. Uh, and some do just create a story, but that's a whole another story (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, get people to buy into it, you know, buy into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also at the same time we said that the quality has to be there. And sure. you know, it's gonna reach people at different levels, right? Because I think we're all our our journey as consumers varies with maturity, income, age, who we're around etc. Right? Yeah. So that's going to all those factors are going to dictate what you buy, what you consume to a certain level, you know, consciously or subconsciously. Um, and so, uh, you know, the brands that do it well, they take all of these factors into consideration, right? And they hone in on specific areas of the markets or a specific a specific niche in the market and go after that. Um, you know, and, and perfect example is with the botanicals. You know, we're, we want people who are, again, it's, alcohol is not a, a health product, right? but we want people to understand that there are other options at a lower ABV that, again, don't have carbs, or, you know, we're using non-GMO wheat to produce our product, things like that, those little things, those little sort of intangibles to get people to say, you know what, yeah, that makes sense for, for my lifestyle, or that makes sense for my diet, whatever that, you know, I'm going to try that particular product. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And, and, you know, the, the, the fun thing about it is a lot of times it's, you know, throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks with, you yeah. know, on some, on some things, um, because you can do a lot of market research and a lot of, a lot of data. And then for whatever reason, something that, you know, people think is going to be the next best thing doesn't become that. yeah, uh, And then things that people, you know, or products that become these crazy successes or whatever. And you're like, what? What? How did that happen? And you just never know, you know, how something is or isn't going to to catch on. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's very true. Trends are are a crazy thing because that tequila wave, I did not see that coming. But seriously, and, and now that I think about it, because I like brown I'm a brown downtown brown kind of girl but recently I can honestly say everybody tequila me please you're like where did this come from and why do y'all want to be so intoxicated it came came from taco Tuesday but two dollar (laughs) Tuesdays, taco Tuesday maybe I guess. <laughs> I guess, but it's it's so interesting. I never really thought about the trends that happen in other industries besides the ones that I've paid attention to. Mm. Like, I didn't think those were things. Like, like, I was just telling V, like, you walk in the total wine, and you're like, what? how many brands like how many versions of this are there like you don't know but then somebody will come in so confidently and grab a bottle of something you've never heard of before and you're like whoa what is that like (laughs) what are you doing and why why do you know about that and I don't you know, and then they're telling you, I've been drinking this for years. And da 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 So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Like, in other places, like I said, I'm going to keep referring to the fashion. Because you can go in and see why somebody's wearing it. There's a trend. Or they're following it. It was re- on the runway last week. Yeah, it was a revamped trend from a couple of years ago that they're bringing back out. Like, I can... It, it makes sense. Maybe They wore I've it on been,
0: real housewives. Yeah, like yeah, I've been studying. But when it comes
1: to it. alcoholic beverages, it's something when you look at it, you can't taste it yet. You, you know? know? You can't really... Like when you see clothing you can see yourself in it almost or imagine how it will fit. So
0: Oh, speaking that's of which, I think I was watching Real Housewives of New York and they had uh botanicals on there. Yeah, yeah. Sure but but after I knew about it. And I and I feel like I feel like they were watching us and they Probably. were like, Oh you know, that's what they like if to do. they drink it. Then we should too, and I was like, ah, eh, you know. But yeah, I saw it on yeah. there, and of course they tried to like blur it out. But uh, that flowery bottle with the grapefruit on it—you know that from anywhere, which is also genius.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The packaging, the packaging is great, and and as I showed you all the ready to our, our uh, botanical spritz can Hmm. See the packaging on that, you know, it just it's. Stands out. It definitely um, like does. It. Just a lot of thought put into it. Um, you know how it's going to stand out on the shelf. You know what's going to get people's eyes to gravitate towards it. Um, and then also just making making sure people know some of the simple things like, you know, no sugar, no carbs, seventy-three calories less calories than a glass of white wine. All those things that are going to resonate uh, with someone. Uh, and then like I said, there's 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 three botanicals that we offer. And so, again, there's something that we believe is for everyone mm. um, who likes to partake in a great beverage.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It. And I I am an advocate for all the moms. I'm just sorry.
1: She said everybody drinks. I
0: am. I am an advocate <laughs> for all the moms. And if you don't like wine or if you do like wine, just try something new. I promise you, you will not be upset because I'm not upset. I haven't been yet. So, <laughs> botanicals.
1: Look at you. She should yeah. be on a commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I should. <laughs> I should be on a commercial. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Um, but real quick, anybody who's trying to get into the branding, marketing, you know, world, whether it's
1: spirits Food and beverage, clothing. It doesn't want to be a brand ambassador because that's the only job I feel like I ever see. For-
0: or a brand ambassador? Yeah, for like
1: spirit and alcohol brands.
0: True. Like like if they really want to build a career, what advice
3: would you give them? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways to to get to uh, any of these roles or position, you know. But I think it really just starts with. You know, educating yourself on the food and beverage industry in general, you know, understanding, you know, what the three-tier system is, Um, and then, you know, understanding on, off-premise, all these terms, Mm, you know, making sure that you you understand the various terms, making sure that you understand uh, sales rep to buyer relationships, distributors to supplier relationships, understanding those things, Um, and then also understanding that, you know, we call it programming, right? So once somebody picks up a couple of cases of Kettle One, you know, how do we help them move this uh, out the door? Because obviously we want them to reorder at some point. And so we call it programming, and and programming falls under, you know, events, menu features, things like that. Uh, that are going to, you know, put the brand in front of their consumer so that their consumers can purchase it, and then in turn, you know, the more they sell, hopefully, the more that they buy. So, you know, my path was, you know, for me was learning about the restaurant itself so that I could better understand what a buyer needed, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And now that I, once I understood what buyers were looking for and the things that they needed, the type of support that they needed, right? Then on the supplier side, it, it helped me be able to really bridge that gap and have that conversation for things that made sense to, to be able to scale a program for growth for that particular account or region. And so, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's about continuing to educate oneself on those different things, um, and then just, you know, if, you got to get affiliated somehow. I'm not saying everyone needs to go work at a restaurant
2: yeah. or a
3: bar. I mean, because there's jobs at the distributor level. There's entry-level jobs on the supplier side. And you just need to get your, your foot in the door. And then once you get your foot in the door, become a sponge. Mm. You know, how does, how does this work? Why do we, why do, we do this this way? You know, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's in, in whatever it is, not just the spirits industry. I that's think because I, I think there are a lot of people who who want to be in, quote, you know, sports management. You know, I see a lot of agents and representing or, or talent management, I should say, you know, actors, actresses, you know, people want to be affiliated with those things. And you have to get your foot in the door and sort of learn the ins and outs, um, mm-hmm. how those things work um, and kind of kind of go from there.
2: Yeah.
0: And then Stay one more question. For artists or influencers and that want to connect with these brands, what advice do you give them? Because, you know, I, I we see it a lot now. Everybody has an affiliate link. Everybody is trying to just throw these the products out there. And I'm not convinced that they um really live the lifestyle of that brand like i like i like i said we've changed our our liquor for the podcast to Kettle One you know and it, it had a lot to do with you obviously because we have a relationship but we actually like it yeah. so we drink it you know we put it in our house we've told our other family members about it but like really these influencers that want to connect with brands that they love what advice would you give them
3: well you know my my advice to anyone um, is just it's, it's all business right on mm-hmm. a certain you know just, it's business and when you go to conduct business all right treat it or or if you even go to get a, get a job you know would you would you walk into a job interview not having done your research mm. for mm-hmm. that you know who's interviewing you, what this company is about, you know, so before you it it's you know obviously social media has glamorized things um and it's it's super skewed because you think, oh, you know I'm a, put this product on my Twitter, my Instagram, and you know I get a thousand likes, they need to cut me a check mm-hmm. <laughs> um but. You know, that's not really, it's not necessarily realistic if you haven't created return on investment for the brand, right? It's a, it's a a give and take, Mm
2: -hmm. um,
3: because the brand has a Twitter, the brand has a a social Mm -hmm. media channel, brand especially larger brands they have access to celebrities, et cetera, that, you know, are probably far larger than that particular individual, you know, give or take, whoever Mm -hmm. that is. And so... You know, you have to, again, research the brand, examine the brand, and think about, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you got you to gotta do something super, you know, unique and different and come up with something new. And that's going to be few and far in between, right? Because at the end of the day, somebody's putting on an event. There's like a million award shows. There's, there's a million different, you know, clubs, et cetera, parties, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh so yeah, will there be a few people that come up with something that's super unique that a brand just can't turn down or pass up? Sure, but that's not gonna be the case the majority of the time. Yeah. I think what you have to do is, is create a situation that again is, is mutually beneficial. You're able to show how the brand is gonna get return on their investment and be efficient and very professional about what it is that you do.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: because again you can you could you can throw an event, you know, I can throw a dinner party, somebody else can throw a dinner party, but so there's there's a complete difference between you know you as a to the brand because at that point you're tr- you're treating the brand like a client
2: like yeah you know,
3: brand is looking for things for me, I'm not returning the calls or I'm not yeah. executing on what I said in the contract, but then somebody else who's literally doing the just another dinner party or whatever or whatever it is. And you know they're diligent about calling back. Mm-hmm. They're they're providing the brand with, with with information on the people that are going to be there and, and and why this brand is going to connect with them and and how the you know this person these guests own X Y Z in such city and you know this because they came here they ended up buying X Y Z cases. So you know you have to provide value for the brand, and in providing value for the brand, you know you give yourself an opportunity to further negotiate and leverage what you do. You
1: know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Y'all here, people, y'all need some value. Fact. <laughs> y'all need some value. Read a book, Everybody do some research. People, like, sponsor me, sponsor me, like right. have some value. I like that,
0: man. Thank you so much. I really, well, thank you all for We you. really appreciate Seriously. this. Same.
3: Oh, I, I look forward to uh, oh, to, to continue, continue, continue to continue. grow this relationship and, and come back and and uh, you know in the next couple of weeks or something, let's get into some cocktails let's you know get a yes some fun, <laughs> look look
0: stuff. at what yeah. we got Cheers. we got hey. our little uh mixer thing. Oh,
1: I place mats
0: Yeah. So what you need mm-hmm. is, <laughs> and we're gonna come back, and you're gonna tell us exactly how to make.
1: Yeah. Each one no, of no, I know how to make the mule though. No, that's probably mm. my favorite. A mule. <laughs> if, if it's we're gonna, gonna go be all of them. yep, if it's gonna be anything, the mule. Okay. What your mule got With in there? Oh, don't do me. We got secret ingredients. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, secret. secret
0: ingredients. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, we, we yeah we're gonna go into, into all of those. So I'm looking forward to coming back and, and 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 presenting and doing those cocktails for you all for for the audience. And whatnot. And uh I'm sure we got some other cool things. We won't we won't we won't drop everything on them now. We them. won't, we won't, we won't <laughs> tell
2: them. I'm so stay, tuned.
3: It, 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 stay, stay tuned.
2: Stay
1: tuned. Stay tuned. This is come, back. Check, come back. Check us out. <laughs> yeah. This is just the
0: intro. This is just an intro. <laughs> I, I feel like i want to uh rap like oh, this gosh. is just an intro uh but you know I, i'll wait i'll wait don't want to get at people too much you know get them too <laughs> but thank you, thank you thank you thank so you so much. much for your time yeah and, and as teams. always if you need anything from us just let
3: us know cool for sure much love and uh yeah and, and, if, and if anybody in the audience has questions too they can uh They can reach out, get me up uh, on IG. I was just going to say, uh, let
0: us know where you at. (laughs) at,
3: Yeah, at Kettle1 underscore JP. That is my handle on IG, Kettle1, and that's K-E-T-E-L, one spelled out, O-N-E underscore JP. They can hit me up um, and, you know, ask some questions and find out more about Kettle1. And and if they're in the D.C., Maryland area, I'm certainly happy to suggest and recommend some amazing places they can go have a great Kettle One cocktail or Maybe. Kettle One botanical cocktail and, you know, they can get home soon. They gotta, you guys got to drop you, gotta, you guys got to tell them where to find you all too cuz I told some people. Oh.
1: Ooh.
0: We over there, over there and over there. No. Now, she's
1: really trying to rap over <laughs>
0: here. I know I've been trying to rap all day. I've been trying to rap all day, but uh, at a podcast about everywhere. everywhere at a podcast about everywhere or you can just type in a pan podcast a p a n podcast we try to make it as simple and as easy as possible because if you like me i cannot spell look at my notes (laughs) half of the words are spelled wrong (laughs) that's
1: the truth but hey i can read them APAN podcast a podcast about you said kettle one underscore JP yep follow us
0: kettle is with one T this is not the T kettle
1: people right right (laughs) that's what we need to let you know not the T kettle (laughs) K E T E L okay that's it that's (laughs) all
0: well thank you thank you so much and we will see you very very soon
3: awesome talk to you guys soon thank you
1: Bye. Bye. I'm trying to go to the places on the wall. You seen that? What? Right. He had the cognac reason of France. He was in Nassau Bahamas because they got barrels down there too. I seen the little uh Nassau and he he was everywhere. I know where all the bells at. Uh-huh. JP, I'm coming for your team. <laughs> I'm about to take all y'all money. <laughs>
0: oh, I show it black all the time because you can't see this. Can you see this? No. Yeah. No, you can't.
1: You know what I hate about tying stuff around my waist and it, it raises up? He's like, dang, it's supposed to sit under uh, the food."
0: Excuse me. Is this <laughs> right
1: here? I'm about to go get a job at the Spirit.
0: <laughs> Where's no, she? because
1: I still want to work for Hennessy. Never stop, never settle.
0: No, we're not working for Hennessy. We're working for...
1: No, we can have the wars. White versus black. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're trying to get away from race wars.
1: That ain't race. It's it is. brown. You it it racist and clear. They clear.
0: Why Thomas teacher tell? <laughs> she said, "No, we're not white. I'm peach." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I know that's right." <laughs>